0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right.
0: What is this? This looks good. Wow, that's well man? Where did you get this?
1: I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this... It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz
0: Radio. Hello everyone. Welcome to the November second, two thousand seventeen edition of On the Daily, a Rotoviz podcast, brought to you by my bookie. I am not Heath Kruger. I'm Anthony Amico, You follow me on Twitter at Amixta. My co-host this evening is Nick Giffen. You find him on Twitter at
2: Rotodoc. Nick, how's everything going and how'd you make out in week eight? Hey Anthony, I'm I'm glad to be on with you. Uh, get a break from that Heath guy now, but uh <laughs> No, it's fun. We we did a lot of those uh off-season uh, team previews and stuff like that together. So it's good to be back on the air together. Um, you know, week 8 was not my best week. It was uh you know, a losing week, but uh, I had a lot of good
1: plays that I didn't go. M- Love a good deal. Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store fifty to seventy percent off. Dresses from nineteen ninety nine. Polos from sixteen ninety nine. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. More
2: with so I, I talked about Matt Ryan and Austin Hooper on the podcast. Ended up not playing them as much as I should have because uh, I just ended up backing off of him. I kind of chickened out of my own call a little bit, so that kind of stunk. But I did have a lot of Russell Wilson to kind of make up for it uh, with some Paul Richardson, with some Jimmy Graham. So not all at all a terrible week, just not a winning week. And I get those because I'm much more of a GPP player than a cash player. But uh, you know, after eight weeks, to have four winning and four losing weeks is not too terrible, I think, for, for somebody who's playing most of the GPPs.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure that by doing that, your wins – you know, you're playing most of the GPPs. Your wins are probably much bigger than your losses when you're running good. So,
2: that's uh, yeah. I mean, get a couple fun. big scores and a couple big scores, and you're all set. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. So, I'm definitely pumped to be here. I'm, I'm pretty excited that you guys asked me to come on. Uh, before we get into the cash game plays, just want to remind everyone you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage, slash podcast your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content, and it supports the pod. Nick, let's get right into it with the cash game plays. Uh, first position this week, we're going to talk wide receiver. Who are some guys you like this week?
2: Yeah, this is a, this is definitely an interesting week. I think all around, there's some value plays, some, some nice value has opened up, uh, partly because of some of the trades and, and things we've seen um so i you know i think there's a lot of good cash game plays um you know at first i want to see how marquise lee is going to shape up if he's going to be full go i do i am interested in in him in cash for thirty nine hundred dollars it's his lowest price point since Allen robinson got ruled out with an injury and you know there he has a games of six seven ten twelve targets so Um, If he's going to be fully healthy, I don't mind the matchup. It's not a terrible matchup, and the price tag is great, so there's some value there. There's also value in Carolina. I I don't know if I feel super comfortable with Russell Shepard, but he does have a a decent matchup, as does uh, Curtis Samuel there. So they both have interesting matchups. I'm not sure if I love them in cash games. I think they're more of GPP plays, but you want to go up to the expensive side. Michael Thomas certainly in play with a very nice matchup against Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay definitely allows a ton of points to number one wide receivers, and uh, Michael Donald of course, the number one option there in New Orleans. Then finally, I think um, you know I do like attacking this Kansas City Dallas game. I think both Tyreek Hill and Des Bryant are interesting. Um, I think I like Tyreek Hill a little bit more. Dallas all around has uh, struggled a little bit in the secondary, whereas Kansas City is a little bit more matchup specific. Dallas has occasionally struggled against the deep ball as well, so Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, he's, if not the, uh, the number one guy in this offense, he's right there at one, a B and C between him, Kareem hunt and, and Travis Kelsey, plenty of volume every week, a minimum of six targets every week. And he occasionally gets some rush attempts and, and maybe even a punt return. You never know. So that adds a little bit of touchdown equity. So that's kind of where I'm starting off with cash games. I also uh, should mention, I like Larry Fitzgerald a lot. He has a great matchup. In the slot this week and for some reason he got priced down significantly fifty nine hundred dollars this week he hasn't been that cheap since week one he was seventy three hundred last week and he's still getting plenty of volume i know he had a three target week last week but you know it was against uh sorry two weeks ago but it was against the los angeles rams uh he's had games of 11 10 15 13 targets this year so larry fitzgerald definitely a guy i like in catch games
0: yeah nick those are all really good plays i think the one guy that I'm adding at least for me, and, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Is T.Y. Hilton all the way down there now at 4,900? Hasn't been this cheap since 2013. I know that he's struggled. He's really just had the two big games this year with Jacoby Brissett. But they are in Houston. It's not home, but it is. It is a dome. It is nice uh, confines for him, or retractable roof, I think. But it's you know pretty similar in terms of the layout and. Uh, You know, we saw this Texans secondary last week just get killed on a deep ball from Russell Wilson, you know, to Tyler Lockett, to Paul Richardson. Uh, We didn't really see Doug Baldwin get deep, but I think that, you know, T.Y. Hilton could make, you know, one or two big plays in this game. And at his reduced price, doesn't really have to do much more to meet cash game value.
2: Yeah, I like T.Y. Hilton as well. Um, you, You look at his target numbers. No game below six targets except the one game against the Tennessee Titans, so six targets plus you're you're most likely looking at um, he hasn't had any double digit target games, so you know the the forty nine hundred dollar price tag I think makes sense just because of the struggles there's there's been an indie, but the matchup is is not terrible for him. I know Houston looks like a daunting matchup, but uh, T.Y. Hilton does line up in the slot a lot, so he will get uh, a favorable matchup. I think it's Kareem Jackson who plays in the slot there for Houston. So, um, you know, he's been beatable for sure. So, you know, T.Y. Hilton, he'll get a couple of favorable matchups. You know, he might line up against Kevin Jones. He might line up against Kareem Jackson. Certainly those two are going to be the much better matchups than Jonathan Joseph, who will face some as well. But it doesn't sound like Joseph is going to shadow Hilton. So I, I certainly think the matchup is not all that terrible as well. I mean, we saw what Paul Richardson did this past week. Absolutely. All right.
0: Let's uh, move on to the quarterback position. I think that there are a lot of different ways to go this week. We've been paying down, I feel like, every week at QB, but this seems like a week where, uh, you know, there's a couple options in that pay-down range, and obviously there's always a couple good plays if you want to spend it up.
2: Yeah, it's tough. I think it's pretty hard to pay down this week. I'm with you. Um, most weeks we do, uh, but this week I, don't, I just don't like paying down a whole lot. I mean, it's funny, you look at the way that prices are structured this week on like for example, DraftKings, Deshaun Watson eighty one hundred dollars, then an eight hundred dollar drop to Russell Wilson. $300 drop to Drew Brees, $300 drop to Dak Prescott, $200 to Alex Smith, and then $200 to Cam Newton before you get kind of in the $100 increments there. So there seems to be about five quarterbacks that are are kind of standout, I guess, in terms of price. And I guess you could throw in six if you say Cam Newton on DraftKings. And I am looking in that range. Uh, You know, it's certainly hard to rule out Deshaun Watson at $8,100, even on DraftKings. The matchup is. Just awesome against Indianapolis. He gets it done in all facets of the game. Uh, you know, obviously every single game this year, ex- except for the very first game he started, which was against Cincinnati, he's had 24 plus fantasy points. So. You know, A guy who's $8,000 and you get 24 fantasy points out of him, you're pretty excited when you're hitting on DraftKings at least 3x with an expensive guy. So um, you can't rule out Deshaun Watson in cash games. I just wonder about that price tag. I wonder about the, the consistency. Will it continue to keep up? Will Houston be ahead by so much that maybe they just end up running the ball? I mean, then again, if they get ahead, probably a lot of it's through Deshaun Watson. So I certainly think he's in play. Drew Brees definitely in play. Great matchup against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has just struggled mightily against the quarterback position this year. And I actually also like Alex Smith. If you want to take kind of the bottom of that tier of five quarterbacks, I think both Kansas City and Dallas can move the ball in this game. Uh, if you look at the road of his buy low machine and just look at the last six weeks, weeks uh, for both the, the offense and the defense side of the ball, which is something I like doing uh, because I showed that six weeks is actually the most predictive uh, Alex Smith has a very positive matchup, and so do his wide receivers. We talked about Tyreek Hill earlier. So I think he's certainly in playing cash games as the cheapest of this kind of expensive tier. And Alex Smith, I mean, he, he does have a bit of a lower floor. We have seen some games of 14, 15, 16 points, but... The other games he's had are 34, 27, 29, 28. So he seems to be a guy who either ends up in like the 15, 16 range or the 25 plus range. Willing to take my chances at $6,500. Yeah,
0: and I think in that same range and same game, Dak Prescott for only 6700 is also, uh, you know, a quality play in cash formats. We talk about as of now, I, you know, while we're recording this, I know he's looking to get an emergency injunction or something so that he can play this weekend. but... Ezekiel Elliott right now not set up to play. I think that means that, especially in a high-scoring game, Dallas is going to lean a little more on Prescott. We've seen him already have multi-TD games this year. He can do it through the air. He can do it with his legs. I think 6,700, he's definitely somebody worth looking at. And if we do want a a true pay-down option, I'm going right back to Indy, and I'm looking at Jacoby Brissett, 5,200. And I look at the RotorViz Gillespie app, uh, you know, which takes those you know, similar players in similar situations and kind of looks for a quality projection. He's really solid across the board. His low projection is 15.4 points, his median is 18.5, and his high is 21.2. So for 5,200, we're talking about some really good value. Obviously, there's risk here because the game script is bad, and Brissett himself is not necessarily good, but I actually think this is one spot where the negative game script health because it forces them to throw it forces him to get more usage against the defense that i think is susceptible like we were saying before with ty hilton so i think if you are looking to truly pay down this week for set is probably the guy
2: yeah totally with you i think uh you know he was the one that was of the cheaper ones on my radar for you know for cash games he also has a lot of equity with his legs. He you know, you know he can definitely pull it down and run the ball as well, which always helps with the quarterback position. When you get a guy who can run for 20, 30 yards.
0: All right, Nick, let's move on to tight end. Uh, who are some guys that we like this week at, you know, a position that I think has been pretty critical. We look last week, you know, Jack Doyle was huge for cash games. Uh, you know, really nailing down this tight end has been big. So, who do you like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you can go right back to the well with Doyle. Um Houston has also Struggled a bit against the tight end position. Um, you know, I think this is a situation where Jack Doyle is just getting a ton of volume. And if it's not going to go to T.Y. Hilton, it is going to go to Jack Doyle. The, the problem here is you can't really start Jack Doyle, T.Y. Hilton, Jacoby Brissett, all in cash games together. So you're going to have to be a little bit selective of which of these indie guys you are choosing. I, I think they make for a fine stack in tournaments. You can certainly do a double stack, something like that, if this game... Does end up, you know, Indy does score a bit more than we think, for example, because they are playing Houston, who we just saw give up a lot of points. So, um, you know, I, I think it's more of a situation where you can stack those guys. But in cash games, I might be a little more hesitant to play all three of them together. That said, certainly, I still think Jack Doyle very much in consideration. Um couple of the expensive tight ends I like. I think because some value has opened up, Zach Ertz definitely in play. Denver, how do you beat them? You beat them through the tight end position. Zach Ertz actually is being priced down a little bit from last week where he faced San Francisco, which makes sense because San Francisco has been a very tough matchup. Well, Denver has been a very good matchup. So you would think that because the matchup got a lot better, his price would at least remain equal or maybe get more expensive, especially because he still did something against San Francisco. But no, it actually came down a little bit. So I still like Zach Ertz in cash games. I think a lot of people look him maybe more as a GPP play, but this guy just gets so much volume and Denver allows a lot of volume to the tight end position. They also haven't been very good in defending the tight end. So um, you know, when you look at a team that's given up over eight targets per game to the tight end position, over 75 yards per game to the tight end position, I think with Zach Ertz, the amount of volume he gets, uh, I definitely want to keep him in cash games. You probably have a couple other names, maybe one or two. Do you, Anthony?
0: Yeah, I have a couple that I really like. Uh, the first one who I think is really nicely priced this week is Jimmy Graham. Right in the middle of, I think, that high high tier and the low tier at 5K, Washington has really given up. A ton of yards and touchdowns this year to the tight end position last week they did not against Jason Witten but I think that the weather and the game script probably had a lot to do with that uh, you know Seattle has not really run the ball effectively this year I think that even with an upgrade to the offensive line at the trade deadline that's probably going to continue to be the case I really like them to continue to air out and Jimmy Graham has been very good if we look at the Gillespie app once again on him looking at just the games that he's played in this year has a median projection of 13.8 and a high projection of 21.4 so there's still I think a really solid floor there with Graham this week and he obviously has big time upside as always and if we want to pay a little bit further down at 4100 Vernon Davis I mean anytime that Jordan Reed is out I think that Vernon Davis is going to be an excellent play he's actually been fairly involved in the offense already this year with with Reed healthy so I think Reed being out or you know he's doubtful for now but I think he's expected to be out uh, I think that that makes, for him to be a good play, it also helps that Niles Paul is probably not going to play, and Jameson Crowder mispracticed today with a hamstring injury, so we we'll want to keep an eye on that. Uh, certainly if Crowder is out, that's going to open up even more targets uh, for Davis over the middle of the field. Uh, the Redskins are sizable underdogs to Seattle, so yeah, I would expect them to throw quite frequently. So that, those are really the two guys I think I'm looking at most. All right, let's uh, move on to running back. Once again, running back position, Uh, The last couple weeks, I feel like we've had minimal plays. This week, I think that there are a ton of guys that that we could talk about. Uh, Nick, who are the ones that you like the most?
2: Yeah, and uh, you mentioned that. uh, Running back last week, it was kind of a mess. I didn't love it. And that's what actually bit me in GPPs last week was this running back position. I think you're right. There are definitely some better plays this week. You can always go right back to the Mark Ingram well I mean, at, you know, 7,600, he was, he was 7,400 last week. He still put up almost 20 DraftKings points. The three games that, uh, you know, he's he's been playing since Adrian Peterson left, 34, 24, 20 DraftKings points. I think you can go right back to him. Tampa Bay isn't a super scary matchup. Yes, I know you can throw on them, but they're at home. The ball should be uh, movable, I would think. And uh, so, you know, I certainly don't mind Mark Ingram. You can go. Right up to the top with Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, again, I, I would caution stacking a bunch of Kansas City guys in cash, but certainly Kareem Hunt always in play if you want to kind of go jam him in. Um, you know, I I like I like Christian McCaffrey. I think there's a lot of equity that's opened up in this Carolina pass offense because of the departure of Calvin Benjamin, and it hasn't been priced in because they priced this slate with Calvin Benjamin as a Panther in mind. Um, you know, I. That means Devin Funches is going to get Desmond Trufant, see a lot of him. So you like the auxiliary pass options, whether it's Shepard, uh, Samuel, but you could also even be Christian McCaffrey. And Atlanta absolutely struggles in the pass game against the running back position. McCaffrey averaging over eight targets per game. I think he'll probably get nine targets, maybe ten targets as a reasonable projection. And because of the efficiency that Atlanta allows, I think this could be one of his best games in the pass game. We have seen You know from him Uh, Of the last five games, six games, I should say, five have been double digits, including a 22, a 15, and a 23-point game. So, um, you know, I I think Christian McCaffrey certainly in play. There are some other options as well, I guess, that are cheaper. Um, Don't love a ton of guys down here, but I I definitely think there are some names you could consider. Uh, Obviously... Who's going to be the starter there in Dallas is going to be Alfred Morris. It's going to be Darren McFadden. You're going to have to keep an eye on that situation. If one of them does become a clear starter, I think a $5,500 price tag isn't bad for a guy who could be a workhorse. But I don't I don't love that. We That's certainly something we want to wait on. Uh, and then, you know, there's one other guy I think that's interesting, and that's Andre Ellington. But he needs to be fully healthy, and, um, you know, I do think because – uh, the third is going to be the starter that doesn't help the game script. There, I think Arizona actually could play from ahead, so it doesn't help Ellington as much as if maybe they were playing from behind. So um I don't love the cheaper names as much, but uh, I think where there's a lot of cheaper value elsewhere in the passing game, that you know I think we can pay up at running back this week.
0: Yeah, and before I get to any of my guys, Nick, I was just curious with Mark Ingram. I asked this on Twitter last night. I'm Really curious to know what you think about it. Ingram had those two fourth quarter fumbles last week. Do you think that that will impact his workload at all? Uh, do you think they'll go to more Kamara on the ground, or do you think they'll continue with the split that they've had?
2: Um, yeah, I mean it's tough to say. Uh, I don't know if if it'll really negatively impact his workload. I mean the guy's been very good outside of those couple fumbles. Um, luckily, you know for him, they're, the New Orleans Saints still won. So I can understand fading him a little bit. Um, I think it would be an interesting GPP fade for sure if you wanted to switch over to Kamara. Um, but, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, they've been beatable through the air. But if you're looking at, like, the running back position through the air, they actually have allowed – fewer than average targets and right about average in yards to the running back position. Um, obviously that's kind of a median projection there. So I don't really give Kamara an extra boost just because he's facing Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, Tampa Bay has been better on the ground than they've been through the air as a defense. So uh, it's not a, a perfect situation by any means for Mark Ingram. So I can certainly entertain fading him, but I think, you know, I think he still has probably a 20 touch uh maybe floor slash even close to his median projection there. So I still don't mind him.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I just uh, just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, One of the guys that I really like is Lamar Miller at 6,200. I think that Miller is probably the cheapest way that you're going to get quality exposure to this Texans offense. I mean, I guess you could always play Ryan Griffin at 3K. But, you know, we're talking about a team that is almost a two-touchdown favorite minus 13 at home. I think that means that Obviously, they will be running the football down the stretch. Uh, Lamar Miller has received at least 15 carries in his last five games. uh, Sorry, his last four games, and he's had at least 14 in all of them. He's also been active in the passing game. He has a receiving touchdown in two of his last four games. At least two receptions in all those games. So I I think that Lamar Miller actually makes for a really nice play. I, I would imagine that a lot of people are going to go to Kamara, who's only a hundred dollars more. And I know that people have been really big fans of Kamara this year, but I like Miller. I actually think that he's going to probably make his way into my cash lineup. Uh, he's just so active in this offense. Uh, you know, for a team that we would expect to score a lot, they have a 31-point implied total. So uh, I like Miller there to get uh, some work. And you, you kind of mentioned this guy before, but Adrian Peterson. I'm not 100% sure that he's a true cash play. But I think that he is at least in the mix for me at 5,600. We know two weeks ago he we obviously had the monster game when he was super low priced and nobody was on him. Uh, and then in London, he didn't really do that much when they were getting blown out. But you mentioned C.J. Bathard starting. I know that Drew Stanton is obviously starting for the Cardinals. But, you know, if this game kind of stalls out and it ends up being, uh, you know, plus or minus a touchdown, which I think it has a really good chance to be. It's only a three-point spread. I think that means that we're going to see a lot, of, a lot of Peterson in the run game and uh, I'm not 100% sure how much he has left in the tank. I feel like we've been debating that for the last like five years. But he is probably going to see some volume. And if he's going to get 20 carries, he's definitely somebody that I'm going to at least consider. If not for cash, then certainly for GPPs.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think the way, you know, if, if Arizona is ahead, uh, I'd much rather have Adrian Peterson and Andre Ellington. But uh, I guess it's a good point. You know, Drew Stanton as well. <laughs> He's not exactly, uh, I don't know, he's not exactly the best quarterback, but Carson Palmer has also had his struggles this year. Um, I, San Francisco is just bad. I mean, they're just bad on the ground. They're bad versus the running back in the air on the ground. So I, it kind of depends on how this game script plays out, whether Ellington or Adrian Peterson. So, uh, you know, maybe they're both kind of tournament plays in some ways.
0: Yeah, I can definitely get on board with that. And that is actually a really nice lead into the contrarian corner. Some of uh, your top contrarian plays at any position. Where are you looking to leverage or pivot off the chalk this week, Nick?
2: Yeah, well, so you mentioned one of the guys that I really like, and that's Ryan Griffin. Um, I do like him. I think uh, you know this is probably going to be his last week as the starter here. Um, I think C.J. Fedorowicz comes back next week off of IR from that concussion that he had. Uh, and this is a good – again – Another good situation here for for Ryan Griffin. He does get some volume. He's priced down at three thousand dollars this week, and the matchup isn't terrible. So, um, you know, if you want to if you want to take a chance on this Houston offense outside of Lamar Miller, who by the way is questionable with a knee. So, at, at least at this point in time, uh, we need to at least keep an eye. I think he'll be fine, obviously, because he's he's done this a couple weeks. But uh, you know, just keep an eye on Lamar Miller anyway. But but either way, I think Ryan Griffin. Uh, if you want some exposure to that Houston offense, um he's the guy I think that can get it done. Probably not going to be extremely high owned. Uh so I definitely like him as a play at the tight end position. Then, you know, we talked about these Carolina Panthers. Um you know, I talked about the fact that Devin Funches will probably go go up against True Font, and that has kind of you know shown itself to be true a little bit. Atlanta um does pretty well defending number one wide receivers they're really bad against number two wide receivers now uh the question is who's going to be the number two here is it going to be shepherd is it going to be samuel who's you know who's going to be the one that's playing on the outside instead of in the slot most likely um you know samuel will be playing in the slot which could leave or sorry not samuel uh shepherd will be playing in the slot which could leave samuel uh some some interesting matchups against alford who's not been very good but you know Pool in the slot has also not been that great. So I think they're both kind of GPP-ish plays down there at $3,000 or $3,100 on DraftKings, uh, just like I think McCaffrey gets some – added equity as well from the just from the fact that uh kelvin benjamin departs where those targets gonna go so uh, i like the the auxiliary pieces in the atlanta or sorry the carolina passing game just because i think they've got some good matchups there all around and uh devin funchess becomes actually a bit of an interesting fade it depends i guess we'll have to kind of wait and see how much um you know true font really is gonna Maybe or maybe not shadow him, uh, I tend to think he probably will get shadowed more than than we'd like to think um but you know Trufont has played ninety percent of his snaps on one side, so I'm not so sure if I'm just will completely get shadowed. I just think that uh. Given the fact that Atlanta has been pretty good versus number one wide receivers this year, I, I kind of like the extra pieces there in the Carolina passing game. Uh, some other GPP plays, you know, I, I talked a lot about this Dallas and Kansas City game. You could go with Travis Kelsey, um, always a threat to put up 100 yards. Uh, I think, you know, stacking Alex Smith, Hill, and Kelsey, a viable way to go. Des Bryant, I love him in GPPs. I know – uh, obviously he can be a bit touchdown dependent at times, but Kansas City, you can play matchups there, um, and, and they certainly have allowed some points through the air to the wide receiver position. I think it's interesting, uh, when I was kind of, You know, doing my research before the pod, there are two teams where both the quarterback and the wide receiver are really in the top five this week uh, on the road of his buy low machine. Again, if you set the filters the last six weeks weeks each, and that's New Orleans and Kansas City. So uh, I really like targeting Alex Smith, wide receivers here, uh, and you can almost kind of, in a way, count Travis Kelsey like a wide receiver. I I think it was, uh, I can't remember who it was on Twitter. I think it might have been Graham Barfield pointed out that. Uh, over the last, what was it, two years? Travis Kelsey has the most 100-yard games, more than any wide receiver. So you can almost think of Kelsey as a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I really love that stat. I mean, I'm a huge Kelsey fan. For you know, season-long leads, I have him a bunch there. But he's really just had such massive upside for so long, and I, I don't think that people really realize exactly how high it is. Uh, a couple of guys that I like in terms of contrarian plays: uh, Doug Martin uh, against the Saints. I think. Yeah. That, yeah. I, you know. We talk about the Superdome being, you know, the course Field of VFS, and you know these games being so high scoring. But you know the Saints have really been effective this year against the pass game. Jameis Winston is banged up, uh, but they've really struggled against the run. We saw Jordan Howard last week really carry the load for a Bears team that hasn't been able to do much at all offensively, you know. And they were able to keep that game not only close but they had a chance to win uh, against the Saints. So uh, Doug Martin down at 5,800, he's the workhorse back for this team. He had uh, 18 and 20 carries the last two weeks he's seen at least two targets in every game since coming back I think that he is pretty clearly the guy in Tampa and uh, you know if the Bucks are going to win or keep this game close I think that they definitely have to ride their horse and another contrarian guy for me at the running back position I, this is going to shock you Nick but I'm going back to Indy and uh, Marlon Mack down at 4100 out snapped frank gore last week 39 to 36 i think that we might finally be starting to see that changing of the guard there in india i know that gore still has some milestones that he can hit He's a little over 200 yards away from being fifth all time in rushing so i'm not sure that they're just going to completely phase him out of the game plan but certainly when they are down in games uh, marlon mack is going to be the back that's in there and they should be down pretty sizably this week Mac has five targets last week six targets the week before that he's been very effective in the passing game at least 30 yards receiving and last week he obviously scored that touchdown against the Bengals so you know at 4100 he's been priced up a little bit but I still think that there is some upside to be had uh at that price
2: yeah actually um I got one or one or two other names here as well um well, so Demarius Thomas, I think, is interesting because Emmanuel Sanders could come back this week. It's still questionable whether he'll play. Very questionable whether Emmanuel Sanders will play. But if he does, I actually kind of like Demarius Thomas more because I think Sanders will almost be decoy-ish. But it will, at least having him on the field will force Philly to pay attention to him. And wide receivers can score on Philly. So I just think there could be a ton of volume Demarius Thomas' way. Um, we obviously know Carson Wentz likes to air it out. Uh, he could he could throw it to Ertz. He could air it out to Aguilar or Alshon or, or anybody like that. That Philadelphia could still move this ball, which could you know force Denver. And I know it's Brock Osweiler, and I don't love Brock Osweiler. But I could see him just locking on to Demarius Thomas, uh, especially, like I said, if Emmanuel Sanders comes back in uh, and either locking on to him or maybe somebody like A.J. Derby. But I'd just like to take my chances in terms of upside with a guy like Demarius Thomas in, in tournaments. I don't think I'd go crazy on it. But I certainly don't mind maybe like 10, 15, 20 percent tops of Demaryius Thomas this week.
0: Yeah, I like that call a lot. Uh, You know, they've played in some games together, obviously, before in his last stint. And there there certainly could be some chemistry there. So I'm always a fan of DT. I'm definitely on board with that. Uh, Before we move on, I have a message from our friends over at Draft. Fantasy football fans, listen up. There is no better time than now to try out the new Draft app. It's one week fantasy football with no management. Just set it and forget it. When you're done drafting, that's it. No trades. No waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can hop into one right now. Play for cold, hard cash at any price level of your choosing. Drafts start from just $1, so there is certainly a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in a real live snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join us on Draft today. Download the app at any time. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes, or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whichever you'd like. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using our promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on Draft. Search Draft in the app store or go to PlayDraft.com, and come play free with promo code RV radio. Nick, let's get into the draft segment of the show. Uh, last week, Heath defeated you. Uh, he had his, his squad of AJ Green, Carson Wentz, Keenan Allen, Ezekiel Elliott, and Melvin Gordon. Uh, Trump to your squad, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, uh, Doug Baldwin, Mike Evans, and Philip Rivers. A little bit of bad luck, I feel like, for a couple of your guys there, but you are still ahead on the year five to three. You will pick first this week. I will be choosing for Heath.
2: Hopefully, I can get him a dub. Nick, who you got? Yeah, well, uh, I think I I don't normally do this because there's a lot of options, but I am actually going to start at the quarterback position this week and just snap up Deshaun Watson. I think you know a guy who's scoring 25 points every week. Uh, in a great matchup, I I definitely like him in a head-to-head format. So I'll I'll just start right there.
0: Yeah, that's a really sharp play. I was I was going there honestly. If you took this guy, Kareem Hunt, uh, that's who I'm going to take with my first selection, and I'm going to go right to Watson's top target this year, DeAndre Hopkins, as well.
2: Interesting, blocking me a little bit there with that uh, DeAndre Hopkins pick. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting week. I think there's a lot of expensive wide receivers in interesting situations. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stack this game right here. I'm going to take both Mike Evans and Mike Thomas. Yeah, that's a really good
0: job. You snaked me pretty good.
2: Uh, I think, uh, since you took
0: Mike Thomas, I will take the running back option there. I'll go with Mark Ingram. And then I will try to get my second receiving option.
2: I will take Dez Bryant. Very nice. Uh, it looks like I am down to just a couple of running backs here. So um, I'm definitely going to take Christian McCaffrey. I just think there's a huge floor here this week, given the, the added equity in the passing game and the awesome matchup against, uh, against Atlanta for the running backs, especially pass-catching running backs. Then I think I need to take another expensive guy. Um, I know you know, Todd Gurley has a tough matchup, so I'm going to probably, uh, probably avoid him, and I'm going to take Leonard Fournette instead. I think uh, Jacksonville still wants to run the ball. I don't think this game is going to be very high scoring all around, but uh, I think Leonard Fournette will probably be the focal point of this offense.
0: All right, very nice. Uh, since I don't have a quarterback yet, I will wrap this up by... Getting a little mini game stack in Dallas KC, I will take Dak Prescott to pair with Des Bryant.
2: There you go. I like it. I like it. All right. So, uh
0: to recap our teams for this week, uh, I have Dak Prescott at quarterback, Mark Ingram and Kareem Hunt at running back, Hopkins and Des Bryant at receiver. And then for Nick, he has Deshaun Watson, the GOAT, at quarterback. At running back, he has Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette. And at receiver slash tight end, he has Michael Thomas and Mike Evans. Nick, good luck. Uh, the best part of this for me is that I will take none of the blame if I lose. So this is great. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's get uh, into some thoughts on defense and special teams this week. Nick, I don't know about you, but I feel like this year more than ever, that defense special teams has really uh, you know, been a game changer, not just in tournaments, but also in cash games. Uh, the Chiefs especially have really gone off the last few weeks. Who do you like this week?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, defense and special teams has been absolutely key to winning a lot of weeks this week. I mean, we saw week one, uh, the week, I think it was two weeks ago, where the Bears put up that monster week. There also was the Chargers who had a big game. I think there were three shutouts that weekend. Uh, just a ton of, of defenses have just gone crazy. A lot of it has been really poor quarterback play. There's only been a handful of stud quarterbacks this year. Uh, And so, you know, it's certainly been tough to, uh, for, for the passing offenses, I guess, to get going uh, in some of these, in some of these really bad situations here. So that's what's made the defenses pretty viable. Um, I like, I like going back to this new Orleans defense. I did mention Mike Evans in, in the, the draft segment there. And I do think he's an okay play, but I think this new Orleans defense is pretty talented. They're at home. Um, Jameis Winston has been turnover prone before, and uh, you know, I just think this is a situation where they'll probably go a little under-owned because I think you know the total on this game is one of the higher totals of the week, 50 points, but they are favored. Uh, I could see Jameis playing from behind in, in a pick six or two happening here, uh, maybe just probably not two, but at least one, uh, and then a couple sacks and, and so forth, and so I think New Orleans has a pretty nice Uh, I almost think they have a pretty nice floor this week if the game goes kind of according to script, even if it shoots out a little bit. uh, I still think New Orleans probably ends up with a minimum of six to eight uh, DraftKings points this weekend. So uh, I think people will probably be a little bit off of them just because of the total. So I think they're more of a GPP play. If you want a, a play that I think is more cash game viable. Um, I don't love always paying up at defense, but I think Jacksonville is just in a great situation this week. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Andy Dalton has been sacked a lot this year, and I think this is a game that doesn't set up for a very high total. I mean, the, the over-under right now is 39 and a half so we're not expecting teams to score a whole lot here and the situation where they're favored they can get pressure uh they've got great outside corners and you know andy dalton his main weapon here is aj green so uh, that should be a little bit tougher of a situation there for them if green is really getting shut down jackson can get pressure on andy dalton so kind of a cash game play there in a gpp play i'm curious there's a lot of again as usual there's a lot of defensive plays i think that are viable i'm curious who else you got anthony
0: yeah, in that mid-tier range, I'm really surprised with the price of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they're only 3300 this week. At home, eight-point favorites against Brock Osweiler. Obviously, we didn't know that Osweiler was starting when the prices came out, but I think even against Trevor Simeon with just how bad this Broncos offensive line has been, I thought that, that would be a really good play to begin with. So I really like that price. At 3300 I kind of think that they should be priced a little closer to, you know, the Houstons and the Jacksonvilles uh, this week. Uh, if you're trying to go a little bit further down, I do like Atlanta, 2600 at Carolina. Uh, the Panthers are actually top five in points allowed to DSTs this year. It uh, really should come as no surprise. I mean, Cam Newton has taken some sacks in bunches this year when he's been bad. He's been really bad in terms of turnovers, multiple fumbles, uh, games with multiple interceptions. Uh, and if you look at their uh, football outsiders' adjusted sack rate, they are 25th in adjusted sack rate. So, uh, you know, they are no stranger to allowing penetration. And Atlanta, while they've been a little banged up this year on defense, they do have some quality pass rushers, Vic Beasley, among them. So uh, I like them to to get after Cam and, and rattle him a little bit in this one.
2: One other thing I wanted to, to mention here, I think this baltimore Tennessee game could just be abysmal. Um, both teams have really struggled this year. Joe Flacco, obviously, has had a very banked-up offensive line. He's been banked up himself. He's been just abysmal this year overall. And Tennessee has really struggled these past few games. Um, I know Marcus Mariota was injured for a little bit. Uh, but even before that, he hasn't put up any kind of monster games. He was kind of on his way to, towards a monster-ish game before he pulled his hamstring. But even then, both of those touchdowns were on the ground, and he was doing absolutely nothing through the air. So uh, I think this could be a defensive struggle, but I will say, and this is a name I didn't point out in the kind of the GPP segment. I do think Tennessee, they've been just so, so bad in the past game that if, for example, if Mike Wallace is out, I think Jeremy Macklin is a guy I want to look at in GPPs as well. Uh, If Mike Wallace plays, I could entertain playing him in GPPs as well just because he's priced down at $3,600. And we always know he could make one big play and uh, more than pay off his value there. So um, Tennessee just so bad against the pass. And I don't love um, stacking this offense or anything like that. I think Joe Flacco just too beat up this year. The offensive line just too beat up. There's no upside here for for a stack, but I do think you can find an individual play or two, uh, and that would be either Macklin or Mike Wallace if, if Wallace does end up playing. But I think the defenses, interestingly enough, are also kind of viable. Um, Tennessee, I think, might be a little overpriced at $3,700, uh, but, but I certainly don't mind Baltimore at $2,900 just because I think people will be off them knowing they're facing Mariota in Tennessee off of a bye week. Uh, but I just, I don't think Tennessee's been as good as advertised, and I think Baltimore will be under So kind of a tournament play, don't go crazy, 5-10%, something like that, but, uh, I, I don't mind Baltimore and GPPs.
0: Alright, and you mentioned, uh, stacking. Let's get into some of our favorite stacks and correlation plays. Uh, we've already mentioned a few, but, uh, Nick, are there any more that, that really interests you this week?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm just, i like I said, I'm just game stacking this Kansas City Dallas game. I, I just, I think this is my favorite game of the week. Uh, I love the wide receivers in in this game. I love the quarterbacks in this game. You, you know, obviously the Zeke situation here uh, could just give even more. Uh, like you said focus on the pass game which could make it even higher scoring than normal so i just love stacking this game uh i think it's i think it's just a really interesting situation couple correlation plays i don't i don't necessarily love stacking the philly denver game but like we talked about i think demarius thomas run it back with uh you know somebody like zach ertz you could even take a flyer on on one of the receivers maybe agalor or something like that uh who does have the better matchup? Just because he's playing in the slot, we know Denver has been very great on the on the outsides. There, Denver has struggled a little bit against the deep ball, so I don't mind like a flyer on on Agalor, maybe a correlation play here. Like I said, with Demarius Thomas and, and either Aguilar or Ertz, something like that. Um, finally, you know, if you like, I said if you want to get into maybe a correlation play with defense, uh, I guess I guess I don't mind. Um, you know Leonard Fournette, like I talked about with Jacksonville, if they can get out to a lead, if they can put a lot of pressure on Andy Dalton, um, obviously the matchup isn't isn't perfect by any means, but Leonard Fournette just gets so much volume that obviously he could always break a hundred yards and get a touchdown or two, especially if the defense is giving him chances.
0: Yeah, great options, of course, and if you know that I love Indy this week. I'm definitely going to be stacking them a little bit. I actually think it's a really nice way to play that game. You get the Indy guys who are not only cheap but probably lower owned than a bunch of those Houston guys. And you can still run it back with one of those Houston players and and kind of get them into your lineup in a unique way. Uh, I think another nice stack this week is Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. You mentioned Ertz before with the tight end plays and and Denver struggling against the tight end. Well, I mean, Ertz has been Carson Wentz's favorite target. So certainly if he is going to have a big game against the Denver defense, a lot of it is probably going to have to go through Ertz.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I really think you could do a, a Wentz, Aguilar, Ertz stack and just be super contrarian. Um, and, and they always have a chance of just going off.
0: Yeah, I mean, and people don't like to stack against Denver. I mean, rightfully so. But I think that in this spot, uh, you can definitely get
2: some of that in. It, it's like it's like what happened last week. Like people see Seattle defense, they see Houston defense, they don't want to stack. But then, of course, both of those teams went off uh, against each other.
0: <laughs> yep. No, I totally agree. Uh, and just a correlation play that I half mentioned earlier, but Adrian Peterson, we know that for him to get a lot of work, they definitely have to be up in the game. They're going up against C.J. Bathard on the other side, so I think stacking AP with the Cardinals defense is a nice uh, running back defense correlation play.
2: I like I like that one a lot. Good call there. Um, One other question I kind of had for you. I'm kind of curious about your thoughts on DraftKings with Will Fuller, now priced up at $7,000. We've seen how good he's been this year but a lot of it is touchdown 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 he says what is it seven touchdowns in the last uh four games which is just obviously it's it's bananas um you know it's, he's just he's just obviously you can't continue that kind of touchdown production he's played four games this year seven touchdowns but uh i mean do you, what do you think do you think people will be on him do you think people will be off of him because of that that huge price jumping he's 1700 dollars more expensive than last week I
0: kind of think that people are going to see the price tag and completely avoid him. I know that some other people around the industry have disagreed, but I don't know. Like, I just feel like everyone this week is going to be talking about how he has 13 receptions and seven touchdowns and how that's not sustainable. Uh, but I actually kind of like him. If people aren't going to play him, I'm kind of into it because, you know, no one has allowed more 20 plus yard plays this year in the passing game than the Colts. Not even close. Uh, last week, I know they were like 15 ahead of the next closest team in the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure that number has not gotten any smaller. So, uh, I mean, if no one's going to play Fuller and and he's that deep that deep ball guy, I actually kind of think that he would make for a nice contrarian option.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And like you said, the way to stack this game, you got those cheap indie options: Ty at 4900, uh, Doyle at 4100 uh, or 42, and then Mac at 4100. There, so you got you know Brissett 5200 so you got the cheap options and then fuller is expensive but if if people aren't going to be on him i think he obviously has two touchdown upside i mean he's (laughs) added three of the four games this year uh and then also i think you know deandre hopkins 9200 dollars or whatever it is on DraftKings. you can you can run it back with one of those two guys i think it's going to be very hard to run it back with both um obviously if you're if you're If you like Deshaun Watson, it's almost impossible to do a Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, like double stack. Um, But uh, I certainly think you could throw one of those guys in there if you're playing the indie side with some of those cheaper players. So I definitely like your, your game stack there.
0: Awesome stuff. Guys, listen up. Holiday cash, you know you need it, and I know where you can get it. It's my bookie, the place to score serious cash in your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner, and while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's a lot of football, basketball, and of course, hockey games that you can score big on every day. Man up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side, or total. MyBookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, and they offer super fast payouts when you win. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make money betting the games, you've got to go to MyBookie.ag. They're the only site that I would recommend. I trust them, but you know, you don't have to take my word for it. Just check it out for yourself. They have odds in every matchup and an excellent mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit up to a 50% bonus so long as you use the promo code ROTONFL. Use the promo code ROTONFL. Activate this special offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag.
1: Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
0: And Nick, this brings me to probably one of my favorite parts of the show. We're going to talk a little Vegas betting lines here. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on some of the lines this week? Is there any particular line that stands out to you as, as
2: maybe incorrect, something that we can leverage for DFS, or something that you would bet? Yeah, well, um, so I think I- I've mentioned this game a little bit in passing. I Definitely it's not a game I would stack. Uh, I think the Baltimore and Tennessee game here the the total right now is 43 Uh, I think that's too high I just think both of these teams have been kind of inept this year on offense even with Mariota in at quarterback Uh, Tennessee has really struggled and I think the way the matchups situate here it actually is pretty favorable toward an under I mean you get Baltimore whose strength so far this year has been defending the pass I mean they've got probably one of the best safety duos in the league Uh, and so that kind of is Tennessee's strength. So I think that could bring down uh, – it's not necessarily Tennessee's strength, obviously. I mean, they have struggled, and Tennessee does have a couple good running backs there. But I just don't think it, it really benefits Tennessee here in any way. And then Tennessee, they've been awful, awful, awful against the pass. But they, of course – on defense, I should say. But, of course, Joe Flacco might be the one quarterback that actually saves this pass defense. So I, I just think there's – the way these – teams match up I, I think this sets up for an under I really think it should be somewhere more like 39 and a half where we see the Cincinnati Jacksonville game uh but it's at 43 right now so um I'm gonna take the under there I like I said I like Baltimore defense and GPPs I don't mind a piece or two in this game obviously if you know 30 something points are gonna be put up somebody's probably gonna get 60 80 yards and a touchdown and four or five catches and that's good enough for a 20 point 21 point fantasy day if they're priced in the mid 5,000s or whatever that's totally fine so I don't mind one piece or two pieces individually in lineups, uh, but I don't think this is a game I would touch at all for stacks under 43. I think it goes under 40. Yeah, I really like that call. I completely agree uh, just in terms of the quality of the two
0: teams there. And I'm going to go with another under this week. Uh, That Tampa Bay Saints game is getting a lot of buzz as a high scorer, but I kind of think that 50 is too high for this game. I'd like to see it more in those upper 40s, maybe 47, 48. Uh, just because I don't think that these teams profile the way that they are being presented to the public. I, you know, we think of Saints at home. We think high, you know, high volume passing. We think of the opposing team also being high volume passing. But that really isn't how things have played out for New Orleans this year. They they are top five in past DVOA, and like I mentioned before, Jameis Winston is banged up. So I really question Tampa Bay's ability to keep up with them if this game goes high in score. Uh, and as a result, I, I do think that they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more with Doug Martin. Uh, the Saints are seven-point favorites. I, I, you know, They match up really well with Tampa. Tampa really struggles to stop uh, the pass. But they've also run the ball a lot more this year than in the past. So I, I kind of think that this game is going to play a lot slower. And if you look at uh, Football Outsiders, it has some really nice pace stats. Uh, New Orleans is 21st in overall pace, uh, gauged by seconds per play. And Tampa Bay, while they're second in overall pace, uh, once they get down by a touchdown or more, they actually go all the way down to 23rd. So they've played actually really slow when playing from behind, which I think is a little counterintuitive uh, from what you'd expect. I'm sure a lot of that probably also has to do with their inability to, to sustain drives. So uh, I think that if this game does get ugly you know, in favor of New Orleans, that it'll just kind of come to a halt. And I'm not really sure that we get to that total. So... You know, I still think that you're going to play Mark Ingram in this game. You're still going to play Mike Thomas, who, you know, Josh Hermsmeyer has identified as a buy low uh, at RotoViz. So, you know, I think that those two guys can definitely still pay off. Uh, I like Doug Martin as a contrarian play, but I think that overall, if you're looking for this game to go off and you know, a a situation where you can game stack, I'm I'm not really sure that it gets there.
2: Yeah, well, that makes me nervous for my play draft picks there now. Yeah. (laughs) with <laughs> that that uh, Mike Thomas and Mike Evans uh correlation play.
0: Well, I mean, hey, Mike Thomas might go for Mike over 20 or so, so maybe, maybe we still get there. I don't know.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, always Mike Evans always gets a lot of volume and can put up an 100-yard game anytime.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. Please remember to rate and review the RotoViz Radio channel on iTunes and be sure to get that 30% discount for subscribing to RotoViz. Through the Rotoviz Radio channel, Rotoviz.com slash podcast. For Nick, Nick Giffen, who you can find on Twitter at Rotodoc. I'm Anthony Amico at Neefsta. We'll see you next week.
1: love a good deal sail into the season at banana republic factory's mega labor day sale entire store 50 to 70 percent off dresses from 1999 polos from 1699 find your nearest store or shop online only at banana republic factory nobody builds 5g like verizon builds 5g because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in america and the more you do with 5g the more building it right matters